Tulsa's number one podcast. Showtime, baby. It's Castro X to Titty Tia, Eyes Open, dubbed the home of the emotionally naked. A podcast about anything and everything. If you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. Yo, 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 what's your man? Go ahead and talk to me. Um, It's not your man. It's your girl, to Titty Tia. What is up? What up? I'm about to lasso Castro the asshole Turn him into mincemeat For ramen casserole Feed it to a thick booty bad bitch She'll fucking kill me if I try to feed a cabbage Pussy fried catfish I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks I ain't never had shit Till I turned to rapping Poor rapper the rapper Kappa Lambda I'm on some fragile shit Packing on Packers damage Damning on stacking damage Acting out like an asses If you move it against me It's like my last You should've taken some classes, uh-huh, baby, what is he rapping, if you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it, I'ma serve it like a delivery package, misery's a habit in the latest fashion, she likes to pull up in the fastest, hoopy with the black tip, we get it cracking, she releasing the dragon, hold up, fire breathing, I am not a heathen, I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying, Heat seeking, miss a launch with a beacon. With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking, ho. Uh. Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct with, with the, the with, with all due respect podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 2TDT in the motherfucking house. That was the first intro we did well today. Man, today has been <laughs> scattered. Uh, we have some very special guests in the building. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, um, I know my first guest on my left, uh, due to the fact that he I promotes shows around that. town, <laughs> uh, he promotes a lot of the comedy shows around town, and he also does stand-up himself, uh, and he hosts a lot of these shows as well. Um, and then my second guest here, uh, I learned something new about him yesterday that I did not know. I didn't know, but you did stand-up. I actually just learned that. Usually I just see you at the shows. So I, I think as far as a... Uh, What's up? Can I just say that the first time that I ever met you, we gave you a taco. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good taco. That, that was, was at taco. the uh, was Comics good... Inebriated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carter and Martine are in the building. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah. Of course, of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I had no idea what you did comedy, man. How long have you been yeah. doing comedy? Actually, it's been a long time, but I kind of just do it as a hobby because it was off and on. Okay, okay. And then... Chris saw me and then he was like, "Man, I could do that." <laughs> Is that how you got into comedy? Yeah, I Chris got into comedy, comedy from Martine about three years ago. Uh, first shop was uh, when they did open mics. At that time, they did it on the outdoor stage. Okay. And we brought some people to see Martine, and I was like, "You know, I'm gonna give it a try the next week." <laughs> That's and, crazy. Yeah. And I have been ever since. So. And so this was the beginning. Of the how'd you get into comedy, Martine? Man, I was always the weird kid that would make the weirdest noises and shit okay and so i'd always you know make and then just make people laugh people like, man you should do comedy i'm like how i'm like i don't know how to do comedy just you know i know how to make people laugh because we're in class or whatever and right yeah you know hey you know i can do this do that you know i'm mexican we can i don't know math but i know how to multiply you know shit like that right but, right right and then so <laughs> you know it's hard for me to write for people but then after i started looking you know watching comedy because i used to watch a lot of comedies so i was like 
you know what? Maybe I could learn how to write shit. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I just, that was funny. Nobody laughed at that. That's what I was doing that. I'll throw like great Nate jokes. And people like, will be it was like, funny as fuck. Like, later on, people will catch me. like, oh shit, did you just say that? Like, yeah. No, I just go into uh, interview mode. That's why. You know what I mean? I just don't focus. Uh, who were some of your influences, man? Who'd you grow up studying as far as comedy? That's for both of y'all. Yeah. Uh, Chris? I like uh, Brian Regan, uh, Dave Chappelle, of course, Nate Bargatze, uh, Anthony Jeselnik, Tom Segura. Okay. That's a long list. Of, uh, so I, I have know. a certain role that I want you to fill here on my show, because I want you to keep coming back, both of you gentlemen, but I have a specific role of a comedian uh, who goes on to the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to it. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys remind me a lot of each other, man, especially when you drink. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Bert? Burke. Burt Kreisner. I want you to be my Burt Kreisner. Well, nobody will see me take my shirt off, so. That's right. I just definitely, like. Should have happened last night at karaoke. It should have happened. It is badass setup up there. Yeah. It's like fucking words on the building and yeah, shit. Yeah, we're on like, the patio projector. again. All right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I just want to say real quick that um, I had invited them to come out to First Shop last night because First Shop, every Sunday we start karaoke at 8 p.m. with 303 Karaoke with the KJ Shane. Bro, amazing. It's always great. We just moved back out. We just moved back out to the patio, and, like, he starts off on a TV, right, because mm-hmm. it's light outside, and then once it gets dark, he puts the projector up on the roof, and it's so fucking cool. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I remember saying something last time I was there with you about, like, they should put a projector up, and then when we came, we had left because we had to go to a rap show that night, me and my partners. And when, by the time we had came back, they had the projector up. I think it was a pretty cool setup, man. Check that out, first shot. Uh, also, what we'll be doing with All Due Respect Live this Thursday, man. Come see us. Uh, who are your influences, Martin? Who'd you grow up watching? Man, your whole background to me is just like, you know, what I'm saying mysterious. I don't know a lot about yeah. you. See, that's the thing too. People don't know what race I am and shit like that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. But uh, a lot of my influences were like the old school stuff because we had HBO, and so at night I would sit there and watch all their old shit stuff. And I'm like, man, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Ronnie Dangerfield, uh, Dave Chappelle. Richard Pryor was a big one. Richard Pryor. Because I could always, when I'd get high, I'd start talking like Richard Pryor. God damn, we had a motherfucker. What are you doing? I definitely did. So, yeah, so I mean, I just picked up everybody's shit and then I'd be, oh, hey, cool. You know, you're making people laugh at parties and stuff. So. Mm. One, one, thing, one thing, in my opinion, um, listening to like the same type of people too much, you can kind of. Um, end up losing your own voice yeah and you start sounding like your influence is too much right and so you want to be aware of that if that makes any sense i can definitely dig that oh, yeah. that definitely translates over in the music game man i've oh, studied definitely. a lot of my uh yeah. a lot of the hip-hop artists i've studied before i i got to make them my own sound in my own style man i yeah. mimic them dmx is one of my favorites so, like oh, when yeah. i first started rapping i'll be, be rapping right? like this <laughs> it's like, that's not how you sound bro like what are you doing? <laughs> so i can definitely see that man uh, talk to me a little bit about how you guys go about writing your jokes. Um, me, I actually, I'm more old school than a lot of people. In my back pocket, I keep a, a, a little notebook, little notepad. And um, I see a lot of, uh, how do I word it, retarded shit every day. Okay. And, <laughs> and so I try to... Uh, Hold on one second. Word what I see um, at Walmart's. Walmart's give me enough material to talk all fucking day. Facts. Um, Facts. But the key is to word it in a way where it's relatable to everybody and more generalize it down. Uh, 
maybe even dumb stuff, stuff down a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away and go to something else real quick yeah, if you don't mind. One thing that I uh, really like to do uh, with the shows I host is I like to, and you know you know well enough by now that this is true. I like it to be a show, but also a party. <laughs> this all my have realized with your shows. They're very loose, man. It's very much just about a vibe. Let's fucking kick it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's comedy going on, but there's also fucking, you can find Chris Carter after he's done hosting over here. Let's take a shot. Let's get a drink. You know, you know I had a couple of champagne bongs after that fucking show, man. Did you like it? Yeah, they were good. They were good. We, they were good. We knocked out all the champagne twice yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. I ain't never had a champagne bong. Really quick, I do want to plug up the fact my boy eyes open is in the building. Hey, I pulled up. How y'all doing today? I did. Uh, I got so focused with working, man. I was supposed to bring him in on the podcast. He was going to sit with us, you know what I mean? But I fucking came straight back here when you guys got here. Uh, uh, what about you, Martin? How do you go about writing your jokes, man? Man, I have a weird sense of humor, so I like to always do the double innuendos kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have caught on to that, so that's, that's always my thing. <clears throat> that, and then a big inspiration is real life. Okay. Because I'll think of some funny shit, and then I'll be like, oh, you know what, I should write that down. I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, and then I'm kind of just confused, like, man, Maybe I'll make something else up about shit, you know. But. That's what I do, because yeah. I just write shit down. Yeah. Well, my phone's just fucking just... Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that that's awesome. Uh, and yesterday, like I said, was my first time catching your set. Yeah. I've seen Chris host yeah. a couple times. I haven't seen you do, like, uh, your own set yet mm-hmm. on the show, but I've seen you host multiple shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, where else are you doing the mic? Are you doing the mic actively, or is like you said, just a hobby? When I do the open mic nights, and okay. then thanks to Chris inviting me out to the show and stuff. I said, oh, cool, man! I saw the community's growing, it's especially during the 2020s so, or after 2020. I was like, man, this is sweet. Man. After it's the cool. Corona, yeah, after the Rona. Yeah, so, yeah. So I figured, hey, you know, that'd be cool. I could still get up there and practice and do my thing. You know, right? The only thing is now the world's a little bit too PC mm-hmm. and kind of touchy. So Very you just can't so. say certain things, but I still try to sneak shit in there. And, right. You know what I mean? That's one thing I've definitely noticed uh, as far as the comedy scene goes. Maybe not in our particular comedy scene, but the world, man. You got to mm-hmm. watch yeah. what the oh, fuck you no, say. He's, he's, I mean, you're, you guys both are completely right. Um, at the uh, show before yesterday that I hosted, um, I, uh, I do a little opening thing. Um, I don't know what you want to call it monologue or whatever but uh <laughs> but uh not even going to get into details on what it was regarding but as soon as they heard the beginning that didn't even get to the punchline they just kind of shut down because they're like oh he's going there but you're not listening i'm you know what i mean like you're getting it prematurely offended does that that's, make sense yeah no that's what's really unfortunate um with it man uh, because we're supposed to be able to get up there, comics uh, are supposed to be able to get up there and talk about things that aren't necessarily uh, supposed to be accepted. That's what makes it funny. We're supposed to be, get, be able to get up there and make a pun out of it or, you know, mm-hmm. shed light to the situation, take this dark situation that's yeah. so clouded with negativity and so much hostility and be like, hey, I'm aware this is going on, but here's a funny thing about it. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. you know, uh, that's, that's what's beautiful about comedy is right. it can, and see Tia feels different. She's one of these PC people that we have. Well, <laughs> She's I got just, a look I right just, now. I just think that, I mean, there are, there are fucking jokes that, like, are just not going to be funny. Like, there's just jokes that aren't going to be fucking funny. And I think if you're a comedian, you should fucking know that. Like, I feel like 
it's to taste, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, because I feel like every joke can be funny to somebody. Obviously, the motherfucker that wrote it thought yeah. it was funny. Right. Right. I mean, I yeah. I mean, we had a situation like that at Comedy on the Corner back whenever that was a thing. Right. And Kayvon was out there, and he was saying some pretty <laughs> racy stuff, dude. Like, some pretty racy stuff. And everybody that would walk by him, they're like, bro, you're fucking racist. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it made it made the people that were there uncomfortable, and it made everybody in the downtown area uncomfortable because like of what he was saying. big part of that. No offense, Kayvon, you're cool. I thought eventually somebody was going to get punched. I've just seen clips, and you and uh, just certain people that uh, ran that is making fun of people as they walk by. And I'm like, dude, somebody's not going to... This isn't this isn't a show show where it's inside a building. Right, you're making fun of people that didn't even plan on you being here. That's random, kind of dangerous. Good idea. Yeah, oh yeah. But I feel like also a big part of men is knowing your audience, right? Before you go up there and deliver a certain type mm-hmm. of joke or anything, like you got to yeah. know who the fuck you're about to talk to. You know, for what the I mean? majority, I feel like everybody pretty much knows where the fuck you're gonna be at. Whenever we first started coming to comedy shows and you were interested in getting up on the mic and stuff, they were like, well, this crowd is this way. And you need to understand that because, I mean, it's not going to fly any other direction. So, so you know I exactly. Like I feel that's a skill that comes over time, though. You, you yeah. know, first time touching yeah. a mic, you don't know who the fuck you're no. talking to. I'll tell you something. My second time when I was doing the comedy, you should do it at the Lunivin. The thing there was you would sign up and then you would go on the following week. Mm. And there was this one guy that would always bring a lot of people. They were loud. Talk through other people's sets, but as soon as he got on stage, they were just like quiet. But then, yeah. if you were doing your, you're ah, laughing. Ah. So I figured, okay, cool. I see the crowd, and that's how I knew how to read the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I knew me and him were going to be going up. <laughs> what I did was right off. It was when Obama was president. Right off, right off, you know. I started up for saying, "So we have a black president." Out of nowhere, on the left, you hear somebody go, "Hmm." And over here, you hear somebody go, "Oh shit." <laughs> but if they got quiet, so I was like, cool, now I got their attention. Now I can go into my act. But it was just me basically comparing Mexican culture to the black culture. I was like, man, we're so much alike. The only thing is we have different names for each other. Right. But then I tried to wrap up the whole thing by trying to unite us. Mm. By uh, saying, uh, I started throwing like, these questions like, we need to question this, we need to question that. And then what we should call ourselves should be the que que que. But you know, gay K- means K- what? K- Spanish K- act. K- so, <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> When I when I hear um, before I get up whether it's an open mic or a show if I hear somebody that's just heckling the whole time I just start out I go right after them immediately because it's just I mean there's a lot of work that goes into getting up there whether it's for five minutes or fifteen right. minutes and I'm gonna spend my whole time just trashing you right you know so I think that uh, hecklers are uh, they have their place in comedy you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. it is a degree of it right I mean like some of it's dis- just mad disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Like one of my biggest pet peeves when going to a comedy show is when somebody's up there on stage, like obviously they've taken the time. They've had enough respect for you to try to work on their craft mm-hmm. um, and deliver this art form to you, yeah. in front of you. Yeah. So it's when people that are talking through the sets, just being loud and obnoxious, like, wow. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that with any art form, though, if a musician's on to like, mm-hmm. pay attention. Like, yeah, these people are yeah. taking the time out of their day, and it takes a lot of balls to get up there. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Not anybody can do it, right. you know. Uh, so you did work at the Looney Bin then? Yeah, I used to be there. See, but they used to be the open mics. 
Did you ever go to the, uh, what's that place called, Tia? Rick Shaw plugs it a lot. Uh, it was one of the other comedy the, spots the we parlor? had back in the day. The comedy comedy parlor. parlor. Did you guys get spending time Actually, there? I did that, trying to get back into it. And I liked the setup. It looked like a I hear it was I dope. theater. It was I think nice. they closed down, what, four years ago? Yeah. yeah I think it was before, before you got I, in. Yeah. Yeah. I did Looney Bin one time. I didn't I didn't really like uh, the open mice there. Um, I did a tournament there. And that was a lot of fun because it was um, three rounds. You know, you make it to the, uh, you got to go through the first round and get to the second round. And what we did yesterday that I kind of had a lot of fun with was Drawing the one-word draw thing. And I yeah, had a lot of fun. fun. I had a lot of fun <laughs> doing that uh, to Looney Band. I kind of stole their idea from and used it myself. So. That was dope. Let me plug, let me uh, fill the audience in so they know what we're talking about. So yesterday at the uh, Cheers show, uh, Chris Carter did a thing where we the audience wrote a bunch of words down, uh, put them in a bucket. Bucket. Thank you, Tia. Picture. Uh, picture. A picture, picture. Or whatever. <laughs> and then Same general idea. Chris would draw Large a name contain. out of the hat of the comedians. They'd come up there, draw a word, and then they had to do a little two-minute set. Uh, and I enjoyed the hell out of that. That would be yeah. interesting because it's like really a lot of improv too. It's just right. Kind of yeah. Yeah. All it was was improv. That's exactly what Tommy said. He was like, "This is like all improv, right?" And everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah." And he was like. And that's for cool. two minutes. I could have got up there and talked about feet. If I would have drew the feet. Feet, feet was one of the words. I would have been nasty. I would have had that one in a bag, man. I think that was Tommy's. Was it not? Yeah. I think so. It was. I, I was, was like, Tommy. that should have been for me. You know? I'm ready for this. I've been writing this set for years. You know what I'm saying? I definitely could have did that. Somebody got. Somebody drew dog food. Yeah. I wouldn't have known where to go with that. <laughs> but he's such a genius when it comes to what he does with comedy. I'm a big fan of oh, Josiah. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's somebody I don't like to follow. Yeah. <laughs> he's cold. He's nasty. With, and he did well with his two-minute improv oh, yeah. set of dog food. And he just one really, of the nicest guys around. Too. Yeah, definitely a sweetheart, man. Yeah. Uh, shout oh, out yeah, Josiah oh, Patrick. Yeah. yeah, he's one of my favorites uh, that I like. Just even talking to the guy outside mm -hmm. of his work on comedy. Like, like I mentioned, his, his pen is <coughs> vicious with his mm -hmm. comedy. But him as a human being, he's a stand-up individual. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I definitely think so. Uh, you know what I mean? How long have you been pushing on push, pushing shows? Uh, right out of year now. Right out, right out of year. Yeah. Uh, started doing that. Uh, let's see. Well, last year when there was the shutdown, um, it was kind of a soft open. And then so towards the end of the summer last year. And uh, now we've, I mean, we've done it uh, a good handful of places. Now it's been, it's been really successful every time. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but <laughs> yesterday at uh, one point there was 80-something people on that little cheers board. It was packed. It was a great show. Yeah. Everybody came out. It was nice. Uh, I think Bradley uh, Mc McPherson headlined, right? Yeah. With no yeah, e. yeah. Yeah, with no, no e. e. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's fucking easy, man. They gave me trouble. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I enjoy coming out to your shows, man. Like you said, it's it's always a party. Uh, and then here lately, man, you keep letting us do our podcast thing there, so I always love that oh, shit. Yeah. That's a fun experience to get to podcast with comedians after the show. You know what I mean? It's definitely a, uh, a different uh, perspective, you know, and that's what I love offering to our audience. It's like yeah. the look, this is the inside look on what you guys do. You and I remember being saying? on that one yesterday. <laughs> the one before, I'm like, I was there. <laughs> that was me? You weren't, uh, you weren't all the way turned up yet. Not uh, yet. 
Which is another thing that uh, you know, I mean, I'm curious about when it comes to you guys, because I know you guys party, mm-hmm. you, know, you guys drink. Talk to me about some of your craziest uh, party stories, just being involved <laughs> with comedy and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think I was telling you one about yesterday, wasn't I? Uh, back, I was hungover yo, back in high school. Run that story back. Okay, so let me set it up. Back in <laughs> high school, uh, they used to have a 20-foot foot, uh, beer bong. Yeah. Right? Two-foot story. We had, we had two, and we had two-foot, and then we had like a regular beer bong. Yeah. And so I was telling him that, you know, we knew this guy who was older, and so he would let us party at his apartment, so then we'd always have people, you know, go party with people upstairs, and then we'd have the whole two-foot bong or two-story bong going, and then the little one for the, you know, regular people that didn't want to try out that fucking two-story bong. It was pretty badass. Right. So um, at one of those parties, here's funny, I'll throw something new at you. I had a big habit of always I want to outdo everybody else when it comes to drinking. Hmm. So I had a whole shitload of, uh, oh, what is that, 99 proof? Uh, Everclear. Everclear and then vodka and then about maybe that much orange juice, man. So I'm sitting here just chugging away. Having fun. Some guy decides to go, hey, guess what? I can do a fireball. So I'll I'll go outside. And he does it. I'm like, man, it's easy. I can fucking do that. So I get out there. And just as I go to do it, the wind kind of kicks back. Boom. Ah. So so right away I'm like, stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. And I'm just fucking making everybody (laughs) laugh. Burnt off of my eyebrows that night, but it was still fun, man. It was cool. That's dope. You burnt Tell off me. your eyebrows with fireball? Well, I was doing a fireball. You know? I did a Oh, like yeah. a like fire fireball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like thinking about it. I was like, damn, it's not the fucking hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I did a fireball. So, yeah. Tell me this story. The story you told me yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty hungover. Yeah, I was pretty hungover, and it was funny because... So I had a habit of always pissing in, uh, when we were at house parties, I'd piss in uh, beer bottles mm. and just lay them around. Mm. And then it was funny to watch people go like, oh shit, look, somebody left a beer. And I'm just, uh. But anyway, what? so so hold on. That's me. Watch, watch, wait, there's more. Watch this. So this bro. guy shows up and he was a total, like, being just a total dick. Like, he just kept walking into the house party talking about, I cannot drink anybody. And we were just kind of just chilling, having fun, you know, drinking. Right. But I kept doing the whole bottle thing. People were like, oh man, don't touch that beer. Don't, don't touch that beer. And I'd just be, <laughs> you know, laughing in the corner. Mm. Well, anyway, so this guy kept coming in, coming in. Finally, we got a little annoyed with him. So one of the guys says, hey, go grab some of those beer bottles. And then he says, hey, man, so you want a drink? We're going to give you two bottles and a shot of tequila. The guy said, fuck yeah, I can do it. I can do it. So we take him into the kitchen. And I'm sitting like, no, guys, hey, wait. And then everybody's like, shh. I'm like, what the fuck? So I so they pour the piss bottles into the beer bong. Mm-hmm. And then we're all like, oh, shit. You, know, you can hear the oh. in the room. <laughs> so they pour the tequila also, you see the guy doing the beer bong. So that wasn't the oh, gross man. part. The grossest part was it starts leaking out the side of his mouth. And then after that, we we're all just fucking laughing. Like, oh, my fucking. I'm like, dude, that's kind of actually gross, but it's kind of funny as hell. <laughs> but then whenever so, the guy uh, that was holding the beer bong for him goes, hey, you know what? We're all laughing. The guy's like, what, what? No, what, what? He goes, he just drank piss. And he's like, best piss I ever had. And then it was funny what? about that. He just wipes his whole hand across his face and like, ah, so. That would yeah. be me. I mean, honestly, that would be me. Because you were talking about how you were like, yeah, yeah oh man, someone left a beer behind. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the no beer left behind <laughs> yeah. program, so I gotta drink uh, everything that's in that house. Uh, I drink everything that's left over, bro. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Chris? You got um, any, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some popped in my mind. It's uh, it is a pre-comedy. Um, <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee. I uh, I was I was at leadership school basically is what it was at the time, 
and I was uh, feeling fancy, and so okay, feeling fancy. <laughs> feeling fancy. I was with a couple of uh, the other female students, and I guess I was trying to look cool. And I was like, I want Jack Honey and some tea. It sounded like a good idea, and I was like, this is the best tasting tea I've had in my entire <laughs> life. And I keep them coming. Make them doubles. Keep them coming. Now, just keep, keep going. Keep going. Don't let this glass be empty, motherfuckers. I don't think I said that, but I tipped her good. You know, the bartender, maybe I guess. But anyway, so. And then uh, things got fuzzy quick. I woke up in the the female dorm in the lobby area on the couch, and I, I'm, I'm holding my head, and I'm like. Why does my head hurt? Why do I have a big gash da- down the side of my forehead? I'm like, oh my god, what what's going on? Big old cut, probably an inch and a half long. And and then I knock on uh, knock on the girl's door. We all called each other by our last names. I say, hey, Sanchez, Sanchez, what 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 happened to my head? She answers the door. She goes, well, we uh, had to call for a ride. And it was like it happened in slow motion. You face-planted so-and-so's truck. And I said, if it happened in slow motion, why didn't you fucking catch me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy, man. There was this one morning, kind of similar, right? I woke up. I've been drinking the whole night. It's like my early alcoholic days, right? Okay. Back when I didn't think I had a problem. So I'm there with my friend Billy. I love that you plugged that. Back before I thought I had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Relatable. Uh, I was there with my friend Billy, and he had a chick there, right? Uh, so we're all drinking. We're drinking a lot because this is in the early days, right? right. So I get blackout drunk. Mm. I'm just out. So the next morning I wake up. I'm like, fuck, my face hurts. Why is my lip so fucking big? What the fuck happened? I start looking around. I'm like, what went down? So apparently I got cocky. I was like, let's fight. And I got so cocky and like, like my let's shit. fight, I put my chin up like this. I was like, here's my whole chin. <laughs> Hit it. And they did. And I went to sleep. <laughs> and I was pissed. But it works out. Because then like he got laid that night. And she threw up on him. So, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> shout out. Yeah, Karma came back. My, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you. My, got <laughs> I know you're drinking. No, this. my. Okay, so um, I am definitely an alcoholic. Uh, before I started drinking, though, this turned into an AA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. My name is T. I'm an alcoholic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before I started drinking, I was all of my friends' designated driver because I was under the age of 21, and there was one night. Me and my best friend Ian had gone out with all these girls that he knew that I didn't really know, but he was like, you'll like them. And I'm like, cool, yeah. We're all friends. We're all cool now. But, like, um, he used to do drugs a lot, and so, like, he was doing drugs and then drinking heavily on some vodka, and I was just, like, chilling, wanting to go home at, like, 1130, and he was drinking a little bit of vodka, and at one point we were up on the this, what we call the hobo hole, just outside uh, downtown Tulsa. You can see, like, all of it. Mayfest was going on, so we were watching all the people in downtown walking around shit. <laughs> and we were sitting there, and everyone's like, well, I think it's time to go home. And I was like, hell yeah. So I was like, ready, Ian? And Ian's, like, looking at me. He's just, like, half asleep, like, yeah, bro, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, there is no way you are this fucked up. He was like, bro, I don't know what happened, man. I just <laughs> I just can't get up, bro. And I was like, all right. Uh, so I got my friend Allie to come help me. 
I like we put him up around our shoulders, so his arms like around my shoulders, like choking me to death. By the way, yeah. we all like walked down these concrete stairs, and I was like, "Cool, yeah, I got this. We got this. It's cool." So we're going down the stairs, and Allie fucking trips and twists her ankle and like falls to the ground. Oh. And so like her boyfriend like comes up, he's like, "Oh my god, Allie, you okay?" And I have Ian in my arms by myself. He is like way too heavy for me to hold by myself because I'm like I have no muscles. Like, why are you doing this to me? And I was like. Either I don't let you go and we both fall down these fucking concrete stairs or, or dude, I just let you go. <laughs> and um, I was like, sorry, Ian. I just like lifted him off me and like oh, threw shit. him down <laughs> these concrete stairs. How many stairs? <laughs> it, was like, it was like seven or ten. It's like all, it's all the way up a hill. Like we were at the top of the hill. We were like, we were like a quarter of the way down and then everything happened. I just let him go. And I won. Him like <laughs> somersault down these fucking stairs, and I was like, "Oh my god, I killed Ian!" <laughs> I thought he was dead. And like the next morning, we wake up. We ended up at my friend Sierra's house. He wakes up. He's got all these fucking scratches all over his face. His arms are all bruised up, and he's like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, listen. It was either uh, you or me, and I chose you. So <laughs> sorry about your face, man." <laughs> No point in being both of you. Yeah, exactly. No point in it being both of us. Someone's got to pick up girls. I don't think I really have any like special drinking stories, to be honest. I'm fucking boring. Do you have any of me I in mean, particular? Probably like your birthday night where you're very obsessed with the caribou and thought so, people had stolen from you. My 18th birthday, my brother <laughs> here showed one. up with a caribou Lou, which I is. Showed up. I said my brother. Yeah. I said my brother. <laughs> Which is uh, one one fifty one rum. Pineapple juice, Malibu, Malibu, yeah. One fifty one rum, pineapple juice, Malibu, caribou, get them all numb. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Okay, there's a song about this. It's <laughs> how you make it. It's how you make it. the song. And then you do what it says. <laughs> you so just follow the rules. He shows up with this drink. I think I was, uh, this is back when I was young, so I was doing drugs and things at this time as well. Uh, so Woo, I was doing drugs and drinking. Yeah, I was, I was a kid, man. Yeah. So I was doing Xanax, I think, that night as well. So this ties into why the <laughs> things went this way. Uh, we had a bunch of juggalos in our house that night, right? Drinking with us, partying. They were my friends at the time. Uh, and so I get really, really, really <laughs> fucked up. Go back to shock yeah. <laughs> and uh, the caribou loo disappears, right? And I get really mad and I notice all the juggalos are gone. And I'm like, these motherfuckers stole my shit. And bear in mind, we're in the projects at this time, right? So, like, my cocky white ass thinks it's a good idea. Like, I'm going to go fight every single one of these juggalos and get the drink back. Like, I'm going to secure the party. So I go walking out into the neighborhood. Hey, yo, where the fuck is the caribou loo? Yelling at the top of my lungs, you know, trying to whoop ass. Uh, halfway through that story, I never found the juggalos, but we looked to the right, and Nick is sitting there holding the caribou loo the whole time. <laughs> so it's a very long loop. Little did he know he cannot get liquor back from juggalos. If they take your shit, just let them have it, bro. They'll kill I you could. for that shit. I love that caribou loo was a good drink. Have you guys ever had it? No, it's I want to try it. Now. Amazing. Yeah. It's decent. Sure it's back whenever I had a house yeah. that was just full of parties every fucking weekend, because I had the party house, I had the flop house for a while. And um, they would bring over every kind of fucking drink that people would be fucking talking about and shit. We had caribou loo. We had fucking DMT growing in the kitchen, bro. We were fucking, yeah, we were fucking on it all the time. Drugs, booze, pussy, all of it. I had a girlfriend. 
No, he didn't. Uh, kind of, but I had a fake. girlfriend, right? So this is another story with Caribou. I have a couple, but we'll, we'll just share this one. So chilling with the Juggalo homies, pretty much the same ones, just at a Fucking later Juggalos. time in life. Fast forward like a few years, and then we're there. So I'm with my girlfriend, and I'm like, hey, we're going to go hang out with my friends. We're going to drink. You're going to listen to me freestyle. We're going to have a fun time okay so she's like yeah totally let's do that so i make the caribou loo it's all ready she starts drinking and she was like oh my god this tastes like pineapple juice i was like listen this isn't pineapple juice it's dangerous you got to be careful it's dangerous and she, danger. <laughs> somebody, danger people know about dangers double jmo sprite it's the recipe it's the anyways danger. She, she got all fucked own. up. Uh, she's on the porch. She's vomiting, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to have to drive her home. Sweet. Uh, about halfway through the ride, because she lives, like, far away. So we're driving. Uh, she shits her pants. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I, like, it was weird. I mean, How'd like, you take care of that, though? I made, like, a pit stop at my house, and she did some stuff, and then I you got her wipe home, her? and then, no, I'd fuck, no, I would not have done that. Imagine would if you, she, like, uh, shit her pants and, like, went up into her shirt. I don't know. And you had to, like, pull her out of the car, and she's, like, sticking to would your you, furniture. Uh, would you uh, wipe up Heather if you had to in a situation like that? Yeah, if I had to, yeah. A good uh, man. I'm, not, I'm not telling any embarrassing Heather stories. I haven't... Uh, I haven't ran any by her, so I'm gonna. I need I'm to. Gonna, uh, <laughs> next time you guys come, you guys gotta bring Heather. For oh yeah, she's yeah. awesome. I keep telling her to get on stage. Yeah. She she's uh, she had to work late today um, because we all slept in yeah. because of yesterday. So you guys know. fucking started drinking. What was yeah. the show? Was at two? Yeah, yeah we, I got I there. And, I got there at fucking twelve thirty. Yeah, and just started? Started. I, I did a good job of so. not drinking at all during that whole thing. Really? I didn't drink one sober. drink. I, I, and then after I mean, it was yeah, over, yeah, he was like, champagne bone? I was yeah. like, fuck it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say no. Put me back I in saw, this bar. <laughs> I sat her outside. I said, you ain't going anywhere. Get back in here and get some shambombs with me. <laughs> That's the thing. That, that was the whole point of us getting into that conversation. Like, yeah. you guys party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm still young. You know what I mean? I don't think I can hang with you, gentlemen. Or Heather. <laughs> Probably you can't not. hang with me. I can't. I'm a fucking <laughs> Probably not. You only to party. <laughs> we had that birthday, Roscoe's birthday party, uh, he was driving us because I had white claws and Over there at level, uh, Nick had uh, white claws and we were, I was drinking. Oh, out in Wagner? Flower yeah. power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were chilling there. I got fucked I was, up I was a little drunk. Too. I was a little drunk. Uh, we were just chilling, and Roscoe came over. and He was like, "Hey, you oh, taking you a shot?" Tell this. All right, yeah, and he was like, "You taking a shot with me?" And he was like, "Nah, bro." He's like, "I'm not drinking tonight." He was like, "I don't give a fuck. You're taking a shot." And he was like, uh. "And I was like, do it. It's okay. It's just one shot. You're gonna be fine." And so like he goes over there, and I'm like, "He's not gonna be fine." <laughs> and he like he's like looking at us as he's holding this like cup full of fucking Jaeger, and he's like, "All right, here we go." And like he fucking takes he takes the shot like a champ, right? And then like he comes back over, and he was just like. Hey guys, <laughs> he's like I'm kind of a uh, kind of tingly. I feel like you're kind of good. Kind of tingly. It was like <laughs> it was like a quarter of a cup of Jaeger. Because I watched Roscoe pour because he was just like that shit was extra. Shout out to Roscoe for the drink though, man. Thank you for that. I definitely enjoyed that show. That was a good little uh, that roast. It was his birthday event, but we turned it turned into a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, by us, basically. It was a FUBU show, you there know what I mean? Yeah. 
for us by us, the comedians. We uh, knocked out a lot of vodka. Yeah, we did. We knocked out a big old bottle of vodka. Yeah. Yeah, you guys stayed there, right? Yeah, we got a hotel in town. The, the nicest hotel in town. The only hotel in town. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I remember getting there. But I don't remember leaving the party and then I wake up and it's me and Chris in bed and then poor Heather's just on the couch and I'm like, what the fuck? How did we get here? And this is like at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Heather, you take the bed. And then I'll sit on the, on the couch and as soon as, I, as soon as I shut my eyes, next thing I hear him and uh, they're fighting about who's farting. I'm like, what the fuck? Whoa, what? It's nine o'clock already. What the fuck? How many? One, one of them two could have woke up to dead with their fucking farts that night. Jesus. Morning. No, what was... I'll take the... Blame. All the alcohol at the, the Roscoe's roast, all the alcohol just hit at the end of the night, which yeah. is typical. Oh, yeah. And we get back to the hotel... <laughs> And uh, and I'm like, why won't the lights work? Why won't the TV work? Why won't the micro or the fucking microwave? Yeah. yeah, and nothing would work. <laughs> I I go to the fucking front desk and I tell the lady, I said, I need my hundred dollars back and my twenty dollar deposit back now. Nothing will fucking work. She goes, did you flip the switch? <laughs> I say, ah, oh, that might be a good idea. I need to flip the switch. <laughs> Those are my favorite moments in customer service when someone's like super fucking mad at you and you're like, like, nothing fucking works here. I'm like, okay, but did you try to just flip the switch a little bit? And then they're just like, "Mm, you know what? I'm like, I'll try that and I'll be right back. And they never come back because you were right. So you do customer service too? Yeah, I've been been doing customer service for the past like 15 years of my life. Man, I, I could join you in there with them stories. Yeah. So the system that we used to work with at a cell phone company. I won't name any names. But uh, they switched their answering service for the voicemails. The first call I get, I'm like, man, we're going to have a bunch of dumb people calling in. Sure enough, the guy says, why the fuck am I getting this information about 100 e- or uh, voicemails when I only have one? I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, let me call your phone and let me see what happens. They go, please don't answer because it's going to be me calling you. So I call his phone. What does he do? Hello? I'm like, no, I told you not to, I told you not to answer it, but I'm going to call you again. I guess I'm going to put you back on hold. I'm going to call you again, but please don't answer it. It's going to be me. I want to listen to what your voicemail message says. So sure enough, I call back again. Go, okay, cool. So I get the voicemail. And I'm like, sir, it's saying that you have one unheard message. See what I mean? I'm like, no, no, no. It says you have one. One unheard message. message. <laughs> He's like, oh, what does that mean? I go, yeah, one message you have not listened to. Yeah, so unheard is another term for Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about working with people on phones, I worked, I worked at Capital One. I don't give a fuck, I'll drop it. Um, and uh, there was this person that was like getting upset with me because I was calling him every day, which was my fucking job. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you'd answer your phone, I wouldn't call you every day because we got to like wait a couple days in between time to talk to him. And, um, he was like, whatever, I'll make a payment. Because I was in collections, okay? So I was telling people they didn't make a payment. I'm taking their car. Right. Which is not something anybody wants to fucking hear. Their car? Yeah, I was in I was in Capital Damn. One Auto Finance, so I took people's cars. <laughs> that's, fucking, that's fucking cutthroat. Yeah. Want to take your car, your house, your kids? Yeah. Fuck your fucking Hide your wife, hide your kids. There you go. But uh, there was one day, there was this guy um, who I called during uh, Mardi Gras, and he lived out mm-hmm. in uh, Louisiana. I called him, and he answered the phone. He was like, yo, what's up? My name is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, hey, awesome. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, this is T.O. Capital One Auto Finance. And he was just like, auto, fu- fuck. And I was like, wait, no, please. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, just wait one second. So like, let me please just tell you what's going on. And he was like, he was like, all right, what's up? 
And I was like, all right, so this is what's happening. And, like, as I'm trying to tell him this, there's, like, all this music going on in the background. Like, he's in the middle of fucking Mardi Gras right now. And I was just like, um, yeah, so can you make this payment? He was like, what payment? And I was like, this payment. He's like, what? Hold on. And, like, he's like, yo, shut up! (laughs) And he, like, starts screaming at everybody. And he was like, anyway, you want me to make a payment? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, either I make this payment right now and I don't get drunk tonight. Or, listen, or I get drunk tonight, you don't take my car, and I'll make it tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, bro, if you don't make a payment right now, I'm taking your car. And he's like, that ain't fair. <laughs> he's like, that is not fair. He was like, I'm, he's like, do you hear this? And he like puts the phone up in the air and all I'm hearing is like people screaming like for beads and shit. He's like, it's Mardi Gras. He's like, you gotta call me right now. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, but like, yes. He's like, whatever, just take my car. And he like hung up on me and I was like, okay. Like, That's else? a drunk choice right there. Yeah. Take the fucking car on party. Decisions were made. Yeah, decisions, decisions were made. Were made. Fortunately, he was drunk, so imagine him. Yeah. up the next day. What the fuck? Where's my car? That's crazy. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? People are really ballsy when it comes to talking to collections people. Which, granted, I'm the same way. I'm an asshole to collections people because I'm just like, I don't give a fuck if I owe you money. I'm going to pay my friends before I pay you, bro. And um, they're really mean. There was one guy that was, like, paralyzed from the waist down and was living in his parents' uh, garage. And he was like, every time I would call him, he's like, why do you, like, I'm not driving a car. You think I could? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) He would, like, make me feel so terrible about the fact that he was paralyzed. And he was like, I'm just sitting in this garage waiting for my parents to die. And I was like, what? You could take care of their car payment. You could do that. Maybe they'll die a little faster. It was this fucking crazy. Uh, did you guys, you got to, uh, go check out the comedy on the corner when that was a thing, right? No. You didn't check it out? No. Comedy on the corner? I went to a... Tell me why it's answered, like, I'm big curious. <laughs> no. I, uh, <laughs> try, try not to be a, you know, too, too awfully mean. I'm just not a fan of the guy that ran it. We're I emotionally understood. naked uh, here, sir. Go do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not alcohol. a fan of the guy that ran it. Um... Basically, he he was doing some kind of fucking um, what do they call it, comedy class on Saturdays. He, he still does, by the and way. Drove past it the other day. Still there. He's and, still there. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, you're the fucking you're the one that's telling everybody how to be fucking funny. Right. Come on now, let's have <laughs> let's have somebody good. Yeah. Let's put the class on at all. <laughs> Podcast and like I got peer pressured to say he was funny. I was like, nah, I'm not fucking doing it. Because he was like, Don't you think I'm funny? Don't you think I'm funny? Don't you think I'm funny though? And Nick was like, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. And we're all like, Yeah, sure. My most favorite fucking part about that one time I went to the fucking class is we all like, Hey, give us give us all one year bits. And so I I said one of my bits and uh and he was like, Well, I got an idea for that bit. Yeah. And he said his fucking idea and it was just crickets. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I am not I'm not going anywhere close to that. I'm gonna keep it the way it is because it works. Yeah. <laughs> was that the day that he asked the couple that was next to us? No, Chris wasn't there that day. We went to the yeah, he, he did the same thing with us. Because somebody said something and he was like, Well, what if you do this? And we were like, That's not fucking funny. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, it is. People will laugh. And I was like, ask them. 
And there's this, like, this couple over in the corner. They're, like, constantly, like, looking over at us, like, what are they doing over there? And then we're like, hey, will you listen to this? And they were like, shit, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Caleb fucking says whatever the hell he said. And um, they were just like... <laughs> it was a joke between... Uh, so a comic was working on the set, right? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Roscoe? I think it was Rick Shaw and Ross, Rick Shaw. And One, Roscoe. They were both there. Uh, it was between the word, the choices of words of Poon Pal and Pin Pal, oh. right? It was a play on PayPal, yeah. but he, uh, Caleb Kemp suggested, oof. Uh, suggested <laughs> 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 it's okay, I did it first, but I didn't drop the last, bro. <laughs> he had suggested, uh, he had suggested the idea of like, Pin pal would be way funny because you can write people around the That's world. I'm like, I'm like, no, bro. Fucking poon pal is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Fucking all playing off the idea of yeah. PayPal. Yeah. Like you fucking pay some chicks prostitution, mm-hmm. pay some chicks, and you get a fucking poon pal. Yeah. And she's gonna send you her pussy. Like, yeah. that's way funnier than a fucking. Pin pal. And, yeah. they, and he asked this couple that, and they were like, um, <laughs> right. we were like, which one do you like more? And they were like, um, I think we're going to go with Poon Pal. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, see? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We went to a couple of those classes, man. Did you have you guys ever four. taken any uh, comic wow. classes outside of that? We went to four of them. Wow. You guys, you no, guys somebody used to try to always tell me. Nice people. When I was doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> he never <laughs> went. You all are really I nice. I never people. went. Nice. Nice. You know comedy? Or you Sorry, don't know I'm talking comedy. over you. <laughs> That's always that was always my thing, and I've seen some people that try hard. And I always try to kind of encourage him and help him out. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of like, man, I don't want to be the asshole that tells him, hey, you know. The, the main, like you the, guys are saying, try this, try that. Cause it's like, nah, the, right. the main thing that I've seen that annoys me, and it's nobody that I've had on my shows, I'm I'm picky with who I have on my shows because it's got to be. You have a good like, lineup this time. It, it so. is this, and to me, I want a combination of three things. I want to like the person as a person. <laughs> I obviously, I want them to be funny, but they've also got to bring it, put asses in seats. Right. And those and have a draw. Those three are very important to me. But one thing that's always annoyed me is when somebody's on mic and they think it's funny just to just to talk loudly or yell during their sets because that's what's getting laughs. No, it's not. It don't make you any funnier by fucking yelling. It makes me uh, uncomfortable when people do that. Yeah. When they just yeah. like start yelling. Uh, it has stuff. to be done right. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, yo, <laughs> too much. There was a guy, and like I said, I'm big on not naming names and throwing people completely on blast. But there was a guy last open mic that was yelling at the crowd because they weren't laughing. I'm like, oh. well, maybe you're just fucking bombing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I heard laughs when I was up there. Reminds me of It's not. <laughs> It's not a good look to just stand up there yelling and um, at the audience for not laughing. Well, maybe there's a reason, buddy. <laughs> yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Yeah. Maybe it's, you're just having an off day. It know? takes a lot to be woke with yourself in that situation, too, to be like, hey, no, I got to go back and do some more work. Yeah. It's on yeah. me. No. Uh, a good friend of mine, Ali Shea, brought that up to me. Uh, she's a local stand-up comedian as yeah. well. Yeah, she's, uh, she's been to a few of the shows. Yeah, and, she's cold, man. You got to book her up. She's yeah. nasty with it. Uh, she had suggested to me, because when I first started writing comedy, uh, I had watched one of her sets at a rap show we did. We like to put some of our comics on rap shows that we yeah. host. Uh, and she didn't do well 
uh, on this show. She thinks she did. I think people were laughing. I heard it. It was good. But she's going to be her own biggest critic. But she had. Uh, I was like, hey, the crowd just wasn't fucking with it. That's them. You know? Yeah. And yeah. she was like, no, it's never the crowd. It's me. I need no. to go back and polish up my set and continue to work on my craft. Yeah. Uh, and so when I heard that, I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, there's times where you need to realize, like, this material's not hitting yet. Oh, I need yeah. to go and polish it out further. It is just a really tough fucking crowd. I've done. <clears throat> I've done a couple of shows with Sherry where I was the only white guy. <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't going to transfer over well with a lot of people here. And um, But but it was still a great time. I'd, I'd do any show Sherry ever asked me to. Um, I just need uh, I needed to be, be more aware of that. Uh, and another time it sticks out is, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this town, uh, Dewey. Oh, Dewey, yeah. Dewey, Oklahoma. Dewey, Oklahoma. I grew yeah. up in Bartersville, so I'm yeah. well aware of Dewey. So they, right have a place, there. they have a place there called Gizzy's Theater. I don't know if it's still open. I have no fucking idea. Anyway, Gizzy's Theater, um, they serve alcohol. Uh, I probably didn't drink enough. It was probably my first problem. But I had to do... Fi- Chris be <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I had to do 15 yeah. minutes, and 15 minutes sober feels like 35, 40, you know? <laughs> and fucking, I get up there, and it's when Trump was still in office, and I do a Trump bit, and it's meant to be funny. It's not just digging on Trump, it's just meant to be, you know, just funny. Right. Deal. And I hear in the back of the room, uh, Trump hater! And I'm like, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a hating on. It was just... Um, <laughs> Anyway, it was making fun of a law office in McAllister. By the way, I want to actually say, say this. It's kind of fucking funny. Uh, the name of the law office is Gotcha and Beaver. So the, <laughs> that's the name. God honest truth, that's the name of the law office. And just to kind of condense what I said, I was like, surely, uh, surely he, you know, uh, that law office represented Donald Trump because we know he likes to grab a beaver. Somewhere along those lines, you know. And so it wasn't just up there trashing hard. It was just too easy not to you. Right, right. I can so. definitely dig it, man. Uh, well, gentlemen, we are reaching the end of the show. I appreciate you guys rocking with us today. Uh, it's dope to have you. I mean, I've had you both on the podcast now. I've had you once, yes. and I've had you twice, technically, but I don't count them the the, the, the real true podcast episodes. So luckily, I finally got you guys both in here. Uh, I'd like to have you both back in here again whenever you guys are ready, man. We'll get you scheduled up before we leave. Uh, but yeah, thank y'all, man, so much for just coming through and chilling with us today. Yeah, dude, yeah. I just want to say uh, we appreciate you guys um, doing the after show podcast. Uh, I just want to say that Chris is very thankful for us being there because he, he told me that a lot last night. Yeah, I do. I'm, I, <laughs> I, say, I say that a lot, but I, I do like to make an extra effort, not just with people that are doing the podcast, but with everybody in the crowd. I like to fucking just because that's what brings people back is to feel appreciated. So. Right. Right. Most definitely, man. Well, anytime you want us to come do those uh, after-show podcasts, man, we're here we're for We're always you. down, man. I still want to try the Get High and we can all sit there and just talk shit because I've yeah. seen that on that. And I want to try that. Try to get high? Get yeah. high while we, while we do the podcast oh, and just wow. see what happens. And most definitely. You can ask questions or whatever or, you know. So, so, so listen, listen. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's right. the deal. Now, listen to me was real quick. The yeah. only thing about it is if you're going to come on my podcast, mm-hmm. you got to bring some weed. Oh, okay. So Tia yeah. does a podcast yeah. under WADR called Smoke Break, right. where her and uh, her partner Max, mm-hmm. uh, that's all they do is they sit there and they talk about weed and they review weed. Uh, we could do so, that. yeah, you guys could definitely set that up. That'd be a good time. Yes. Or anytime you want to smoke weed on my podcast, that's more than accepted. Yeah, yeah always I mean. come here and smoke Yeah, the thing is, you ask like, serious questions. I got a little so it's like, oh, shit. That, I got to. 
I can expose myself naked. Sometimes I my get socks on, I get real high. <laughs> sometimes and he'll be like asking like some seriously deep questions. He'll be like, "Isn't that right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely." I, I would only ever think about that. When it comes to the very first episode, I have somebody on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I I like to get to know you guys first. Yeah. The next episode, you guys come on. Yeah. We'll come on. Uh, we'll shoot the shit more. It'll be more, <laughs> more lax. But I had to get to know you guys. You yeah. know, it's an interview. The first episode's yeah. always an interview. But I thought we kind of did good. Yeah. Mixing both issues. Yeah, we had a good time. Stories. We had a good time. It was a good vibe. I enjoyed rocking with you gentlemen. Uh, I enjoyed you guys. There, yeah. <laughs> do you guys, there we go. That's a little pilot. <laughs> <It's bomb. laughs> do you guys have any uh, shows coming up that you'd like to plug? No, not... not uh, not right now. I've got things in the works, but uh, two in the works, but not until uh, September. I kind of want to, um, you know, uh, push the brakes for a few weeks, yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? Because I put a lot of work into advertising, hanging up flyers, making sure that it's exactly the way that I want it to be. Right. And so it's kind of good to breathe for a few weeks. Um, Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs a break. Yeah. I still like to do the open mics, so that's about it. Okay, most deaf, most deaf. And if I get booked for a show, then I'll do a show. But most deaf. This uh, is my first show though, so I thought it was great popping my cherry. Yeah, I <coughs> I thought you did great. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys got to come out Thursday, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna be there. Yeah, we're playing on it. Cool, cool. Drink a lot. Drink a lot. Yeah, we're playing on it for sure. Because I'm gonna talk about a lot of dick. So, <laughs> oh, if you have to talk about dicks, then yeah, I might have to stay home. Yeah, we're planning <laughs> on it for sure. It'll be great to have you guys out there. Uh, you know, just kind of let you guys see what we do, man. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a good time. We're going to have comics out there doing the mm-hmm. damn thing. So it'll be a great, a great little night. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the With All Due Respect podcast. Hey. Tia, do you want to plug up the social media? Yeah, man. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at With All Due Respect Podcast. We are on Instagram with All Due Respect 001. On the battlefronts of Twitter. At A underscore broadcasting. And then we're also on Twitch at WADR underscore TV. And I upload all my lives to YouTube with All Due Respect Broadcasting. How do you pan in and out, like, with knowing Nick's here and he's not here and, like, knowing that he wants to plug that particular piece um, of I never here? know if he wants to. He, I just make him do it. Mm-hmm. Because Normally this is what happens. This is I what play. happens. Because if I don't do that and I start to say it, then he'll be like, I'll on the battleground to Twitter. And then I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> that's your invitation. Do it again. How's it going? I can't. I can't do that again. Look like a sneeze. Yeah. So fronts up Twitter. Yeah, and I'll just be like on Twitter, and then he'll just like come in with that, and I'm like, oh my bad, my bad. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this has been the With All Due Respect podcast. Martin, Chris Carter, thank y'all so much, man. We enjoyed rocking with y'all today. Thank you. Uh, for those of you that don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. you. And we out. And we out. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was a very metal. Yeah. Fuck, that was heavy. It was a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>